I'm Trevor. And I'm Nick. Welcome to Nerdy Cinephiles. Enjoy the file. Make sure you stick around till the end to see what we have to say about butterflies, fish speak, and the shack attack. What's up, guys? We're back today with another video in part of our DCAU review series. And today will be Throne of Atlantis, Justice League. So we're back with another Justice League uh, movie after the Justice League War one and uh, in between our Son of Batman. And this picks up right after War, or hints at it at least in the post credit scene in War. If you remember, it was Orm, which is uh, Aquaman's brother coming up from the sea. So we're kind of seeing where that post credit scene takes off from in this movie. And I'm going in so dry. This movie's like six years old, I think, came out in 2015. So I I'm, I might have rewatched it, you know, a couple years later in maybe 2017 or something, but I haven't seen it in years. So it's going to be pretty interesting of what I can recall when you run down the movie for us. Yeah, it's been actually, aside from rewatching it and uh, just trying to jog my memory, it's been a while since I've seen it. And there's a lot of things that I just did not remember uh, upon my first or even my second viewing of this movie and I also just love the fact how this movie is so similar and is a hundred percent an inspiration uh, for the live-action Aquaman movie with Jason Momoa yeah 100 percent I do know that much I do remember watching the Aquaman movie and remembering the similarities yeah so you want to just jump right into it Go for it. All right. So, the movie opens up with just uh, some military guys, um, most likely uh, U.S. military soldiers in a submarine, just floating around, and they start picking up something on the radar, and we find out that it's some some sort of humanoid being uh, that just breaks into the ship and just. Uh, yeah, it just sinks it. Right. So we already introduced to um, Atlanteans and just shown who the main villain of the uh, movie is going to be. Yeah, right. And in the DC universe, or like comics and all that, Atlanteans, I mean, they're pretty much the same as in real life mythology. You know, like the city got sunk into the sea and they adapted into these like mermaid type people. They have full legs and anything, but. Yeah, they're essentially humans, but they have gills yeah. and... They're uh, like the Amazonians of the sea, yeah. basically. But not all Atlanteans uh, have the same powers as Aquaman. Yeah, they can't it is interesting. with fish or well, sea yeah. creatures in general. And, and a lot of them yeah. don't possess the same super strength and durability. Yeah, right. Some can, like, waterbend and some can... Like, I know there's a magic tint to it in some things, but... Yeah, um... Not sure what they give us here. They don't really uh, dive that deep into uh, the origin story of Atlantis, other than yeah. it used to be a great civilization, then it was uh, sunk into the sea, and yep. it was lost to everyone, and... Um, yeah. All that generic stuff. Yeah, generic stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like Thor in the Marvel, like everyone pretty much knows. I mean, it's based on real-life mythology, so it doesn't stray too far from it. Yeah, if you want to learn more you know. about it, then you could always... You don't necessarily have to look up anything DC-related, you can just look up yeah. 
mythology. <laughs> yeah, and a lot will translate for sure. Yeah. Uh, so after the submarine is sunk, we cut over to Cyborg, um, who is having a somewhat nightmare where he's in his human body again, uh, and he's jogging next to some girl, but then he stops abruptly and he just sees his suit which is basically his whole body except the little corner of his eye is just empty and the suit's telling mm -hmm. him it's time to wake up Cyborg just says you know just give me a little more time and then he just wakes up uh, and he's on some sort of like an operating table um and he meets this woman who or some doctor who comes up to him and she just kind of asks him like are you sure you want to replace your last uh human lung and Cyborg just tells her he, the only thing he wants uh, from his human, or, yeah, his human past is his heart and his brain. Mm-hmm. So, and that's always been a big part of Cyborg's character, is just battling with his human side and battling with his machine side and, like, becoming more machine and losing his human self and always that fear of losing complete control of who he is and pretty basically just becoming full machine yeah and he just knows that eventually he's going to kind of have to just upgrade himself yeah. and i always kind of wondered since the suit is with uh like made from mother box technology does it have its own sort of sentience which i yeah, think it, it does because you know the suit told him it's time to wake up from his dream but i'm not sure yeah, if that was sure. a nightmare or if that's actually you know the suit yeah, it could be, and I know, like, obviously the mother, but, like, it keeps him alive, like, he doesn't need to eat or anything. It basically fulfills, it keeps him alive. And yeah, it turns him into a Terminator. Yeah, and mother boxes are pretty, like, uh, what am I gonna say? They're pretty dominable, like, you can control them. They're submissive, that's a good word. They're submissive to the owner, pretty much, so... Yeah, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And both, I mean, in Cyborg's case, they both kind of need each other to survive. Yeah, right. Well, after, um, yeah, after that, Cyborg gets a call from Steve Trevor, um, uh, Wonder Woman's kind of on again, off again boyfriend. And yeah, and he showed up in, yeah, he showed up in Justice League War for a little bit, that yep. scene where we first see Wonder Woman with the ice cream. But, um, Steve Trevor gives Cyborg the breakdown on how the submarine was attacked and how Cyborg needs to go check it out. And, uh, yeah, Steve Trevor then, uh, asks him, like, hey, if you need any backup, just let us know. And Cyborg's like, no, I'll be fine. He's like, well, what about the others? And Cyborg just says, uh, the others don't respond, um, they don't communicate with me well. So... In Justice League War, at the very end, we're told that they're trying to establish a Justice League, but mm -hmm. that seems to be a title given to them rather than something they all agreed upon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So, like, after War, they kind of all went their own way again, like, and in the public's mind, they just labeled them the, the Super 7 or whatever it was. Yeah. But it wasn't something they all sat down and discussed and agreed upon. Yeah, and actually became a team. Because in war, they didn't just kind of 
a lot of them just ended up being in the same place, same time, and they all were dealing yeah. with the same issue with Darkseid and the Parademons, so it kind of worked out that they worked together, but it really wasn't until, like, the last ten minutes of that movie that they all started working together, actually. Yeah, and even when they got the name at the end, it was pretty much... They were all there just to get their awards or whatever, and yeah, just the guy at, the guy announcing was just like, what What do we call you guys? And they're like, oh, well, they never thought themselves as a team, so they didn't need a unifying name. Yeah. Um, let's see, yeah. So, okay, yep. Uh, Wonder Woman uh, and Superman are just chilling in Athens, and just kind of floating around, and they have a kind of a cool discussion uh, about how they don't fit in with humanity uh, because of their powers and abilities. Um, mm. And Wonder Woman even says, uh, we're not like the gods, but we're not like them, referring to humans. Um, which also is kind of an issue with... Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's always been kind of Superman's main issue is how does he fit into a world where he's just different in every way. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's so weird. Like, they've always known they're, like... I don't want to say they... They think of themselves as above humanity, but they can't ignore that. They know that they are, but... They don't necessarily... You want to be able to fit in, but... Yeah. They don't feel like they can, but I mean, yeah. Superman does a good job as Clark Kent. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's still when he's Clark Kent, he's hiding a big part of his life. Even though he is like, he's not really pretending to be Clark Kent. He is Clark Kent. Like it's not like a Batman case where Batman's basically pretending to be Bruce Wayne a lot of the times and like putting on a show when he's Bruce Wayne. But Clark is Clark. Like, that's who he is, but he's also Superman, so... Yeah, it's kind of a hard thing to balance. Yeah. But Superman tells uh, Wonder Woman he can try and help her fit in the same way he does. And they fly yeah. up in the sky, and they start making out. What? Yeah, we got hints of in war, when they, like, you know, like... Yeah, when they, they flirted with each other a few times. Saving that plane, yeah. Um, but yeah, now they're actually in a relationship, and... That I don't remember, at least in comics and such, seeing them as a couple a lot of the times. The only yeah, it, iteration I can think of would be um, from Crisis on Infinite Earths. Or not that. Um, I believe it, the one with uh, Ultraman and uh, Superior Woman? or Yeah, I think it was. That's the only time I've seen those iterations of characters as a couple. Yeah, there. I mean, there are a couple of sometimes in like the comics or like throughout the animated series, they were you know off and on or like there was hints of it. But whenever Superman gets Lois, it's pretty set in stone that that's who it's gonna be with. Oh yeah. And did we? I think we saw Lois in War, right? Maybe, maybe a little bit. We might have gotten a slight glimpse. I remember. I think not. I'm not sure. If does she, she show up there, in this movie? She does. Oh, okay. Interesting. I guess we'll talk about that when we get there then. Yeah. But, 
Yeah, and then, you know, like, Wonder Woman always gets shipped with the different members of the league. It's, like, not really necessary. And, you know, Steve Trevor exists here in this timeline, obviously. He shows up already in this movie, and they haven't really had that type of relationship yet. It was more, like, co-workers. Yeah, he was kind of... Yeah, because in War, uh, Wonder Woman was more of an ambassador for yeah. Themyscira. Excuse me. All right. Uh, we then cut, and we get to see our first introduction with Aquaman, uh, who is drunk at a bar talking to a lobster about how alone he is. And uh, a cook comes over and takes a lobster, and Arthur tells him to, like, you know, put it down. We were talking. And cook's like, okay, Arthur, you had a little bit too much to drink. And the patron who is going to be eating the lobster gets all upset and tries to start a fight with Arthur, uh, even bringing along a couple of his friends. But uh, Arthur easily beats up all the thugs, and it was a cool scene where uh, one of the thugs takes out a knife and stabs him in the chest, and it just breaks. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, Arthur just remarks, uh, saying, I was wondering about that kind of letting us know he's still learning about his powers. Yeah. Which I like, this is why I like the New 52, because you have a whole bunch of heroes who most of them, I'd say aside from like Batman and The Flash. Yeah. uh, Everyone else is probably only like two years or, you know, two years give or take into actually being a hero and Yeah, right, they're not in their prime. But they're also not rookies either. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're just getting their foot. Oh, well, I mean Aquaman technically pretty much. Well, yeah, is. Aquaman is yeah because well, he's not really Aquaman yet. And no, for those that don't know, like Aquaman, you know, he's. I mean, you probably know when you think Aquaman, probably a lot of people instantly think just silly, stupid, the worst. And in recent years, DC has done a great job of like rebranding Aquaman and turning turning him into a real character that can get real respect. You know, Jason Momoa has had a big part in that, and this movie even, it's a pretty great storyline, and a big part of Aquaman is talking to fish, so that can be really overlooked and really made fun of, but, I mean, it's who he is, so... Yeah, it's the way you handle uh, and display how he is able to use his powers. Yeah, and, like, so, yeah, he's... So, and also for people that know, he's half Atlantean and half human. Like, I'm sure they touch on it in this movie, but they like. They do. So, his mother is like the queen of Atlantis, and his father is just a lighthouse keeper, and they, you know, hook up and they have him, and he pretty much he grows up in on land in, in human civilization for the, like his pretty much his whole life. Yeah. And he know like his father doesn't hide it from him, but he never really obviously he can't teach him more than what he knows, which probably isn't a lot. So Arthur Curry is his real name, but he just he never really knows and he doesn't necessarily like Atlantis. I mean he likes being human, but Well it's that's really cool. more of the live action one. In this movie, he's aware that he can hold his breath longer than most. And yeah. he's really strong, and now he finds out that he's really durable. But in this movie, he does not know about Atlantis. 
Oh, really? He knows that his mo- uh, his mother comes from the sea, because there's a small little flashback um, where he dives in the water, and his mother just swims up to him, and then swims away. So, he has yeah. seen her before. Okay, and... but in memory. Yeah, when he well, was like, it, a really not... little kid. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, that's that's good to know. I I, I do remember that now. But... Um, during this whole fight, though, um, there's two men in a car spying mm-hmm. on him, and after the fight's over, one of the scientists just kind of remarks, um, "Oh, the legends are true." So somebody's been kind of doing a little research on him, yeah. and we also get our first glimpse at uh, Mira, who. Is also watching the fight. Everyone just happened to know that he was going to get in a bar fight uh, with all these guys and display some of his powers. And yeah, those are characters we'll be seeing a little bit later in the movie. Yep. So Cyborg is uh, now underwater researching or investigating the sub and trying to figure out what happened. Uh, but he's attacked by an Atlantean who's just swimming around him all fast and stabs him in the shoulder with uh, a knife, but it looked like a sickle, but yeah, it was some sort of knife. Um, and Cyborg has to retreat. Uh, he's kind of getting his ass kicked, and he boom-tombs out of there. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, which is, I think, is it New 52 that really gave Cyborg the like, portable boom tube power, like, where you can just open it up wherever? Uh, yeah, I'm not... I'm not positive on that, but they... I mean, New 52 is really where they try to make Cyborg a, you know, a founding or an important member of the Justice League. Like, before then, he's always just been a Teen Titan or a... You know, a... Yeah, just some other side character. Yeah, a sidekick or mentor-like type character, so... But New 52, they've definitely, you know, upgraded them and given them more. Well, they try to shoehorn him in, which yeah, I'm not yeah. against. He's a great character. Yeah, they do a lot of good stuff with him. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so after he uh, boom tubes out of uh, the sub, we then see that he's trying to call a meeting with the rest of the League members. But the only ones that show up is Shazam and Flash. And... They kind of, well, Shazam asks, just where is everyone else? And he's like, no one's picking up, nobody's responding. So, I thought it was funny. Um, the Flash just says he's going to do it old fashioned and just runs around and tells everyone in person. Yeah. Because, you know, like the the fast, like God, the messenger, like. Yeah. Pretty cool to see him in that role. But, and, and this movie, they do a great job of just knowing who the characters are, like. Shazam and Flash and Cyber, they like they would be the ones to show up to the meeting and like want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And it and like Batman and you know Superman like they're they have their own things like they don't really necessarily have to care about this. Yeah, uh, I actually uh, remembered that wrong. Flash only goes and tells Green Lantern, which funny scene where uh, Green Lantern is. Uh, uh, hitting on some woman at the Air Force Base, and he's able to get her number to try and take her out on a date. But then you just see a blur uh, from the Flash running by, and he replaces the note telling him that there's a meeting that he needs to go to. I, I do vaguely remember that. Um, 
And then, yeah, so Flash tells Green Lantern, then Cyborg uh, boom tubes him and Shazam to a diner where we see uh, Superman and Wonder Woman in their civilian disguises uh, out on a date. And again, the only way to hide your identity is just put on a pair of glasses and nobody will recognize you. <laughs> yep. Pair of glasses, a little bit different haircut, and you're good to go. Kind of like the Marvel, just baseball cap. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I love it, though. This is That's what I... Oh. Yeah, those are the type of things I just love about comics, is just stupid stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, suspend your disbelief, you can get away with that stuff, you know? Yeah. But um, in the diners, where we actually get our first uh, intro of Lois Lane, who kind of tries to... Yeah, try... I'd say he tries to embarrass Clark on his date with Diana. And they have a you know little banter here and there. Uh, and you kind of tell that Lois is into Clark. Just like the way she's talked to him and when she finds out that they're on a date, she's like, oh, yeah. like all surprised. And yeah, and kind of like jealous. To, yeah, kind of jealous and then tries to balance herself just by calling him Smallville, making fun of him. And... Yeah, we'll see if that ends up going anywhere. But, yeah, it is. It's Lois Lane and Clark Kent. It's you know, if there's two are in the same universe, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get all the League members except for Batman, who still is refusing to pick up. So Green Lantern uh, decides to go get him himself, which I really like because I really like their banter and just how they worked with each other in Justice League War. Both of those actors are great off of each other. And we get a really cool scene where uh, Green Lantern goes over to Gotham and we see Batman who's chasing a a gang of some Scarecrow members um, in the Batplane. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get... I do remember this scene. Yeah. I do remember. This scene was uh, great. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) And Green Lantern just uh, has to be a smartass again, flying next to Batman, just saying, what's wrong, Spooky? Don't keep in touch. And Batman just kind of doesn't... He doesn't say anything. He just kind of groans and then continues chasing the gang members. And Green Lantern just says, oh, this is taking too long. So instead of just doing, like, the classic put him in a bubble with his uh, construct ring, Mm -hmm. he builds this giant ramp and, like, brings the gang members, like, probably, like, a couple miles just around this huge, like, almost RC car track. Yeah. And then just builds a giant concrete barrier in front of them. And <sighs> we see they crash into it. And we see, you know, all of them are knocked out, but they're all just unconscious and bloody. And yeah, it fucks like, them uh, up, obviously. I was like, I uh, definitely killed, like, the people in the front seat. Yeah. <laughs> so we only injured the ones in the back. But Green Lantern's all proud of himself. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, that was easy. And Batman just hops out of the bat, or he's standing on top of the bat plane, all pissed off, because he wanted to catch them and interrogate them to figure out where the Scarecrow is, what's the Scarecrow's yep. plan. And, yeah, he just kind of ruined, or Green Lantern ruined Batman's uh, whole plan, because, you know, letting yeah. us know that Batman always thinks ahead. He's not just catch him and arrest him. He yep. needs to work up to the boss and stuff, so. Yeah, he definitely thought he was doing Batman a favor here. 
yeah, no, he just ended up getting in the way and making himself look like an idiot again in front of Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so now, now we finally have the full league, and Cyborg is using this cool, like, VR tech to recreate, like, the entire submarine and his attack, like, it's like virtual reality GoPro. Yeah. And <clears throat> Wonder Woman uh, is able to spot the knife and notices that the inscriptions are Atlantean. So that's when we get our first name drop of the enemies. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I I always love how like Amazonians and Atlanteans are linked. Because they're both these ancient cultures and stuff, and, like, they they talk about some of that in the Snyder Cut. Like, I know you don't want to talk about it, but... Don't talk, I haven't seen I'm seeing it today. It, it, was, it was just it was just a cool little part where they just talk about, like, you know, the, the past of Atlanteans and Amazonians. Yeah. And also, I gotta say, I know it wasn't a spoiler or anything, but I told you, I said, how... Do you think you could just go the whole podcast without saying anything about it? You're like, yeah. Oh, I couldn't. I knew it. That was a. I love that part too. I mean, it's not a part. It's not a big part of the movie. They, they talk about it a few times. They're like, "Oh, look, a Amazonian and an Alanian working together." Like, I just love that, that relationship between those two cultures and like how they, they're like sister cultures and like, um, just adds so much mythology to the DC universe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the League members are trying to figure out where to go from here, and Shazam has an idea to talk to some guy he saw on TV called Stephen Shin, uh, who apparently is obsessed in, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> is obsessed on finding Atlantis, and oh. everyone else was like, well, Shazam kind of points it out, like, oh, you know, that was just an idea, it's dumb, don't worry about it, and Batman's like, you know what, that actually is a good idea. So he says him and Superman are going to go talk to Shin, and the rest of the League members are going to go uh, check out the submarine. Is that the same character in the Aquaman live-action movie? Like, that Asian guy that, likes is like... Oh, yeah, it is. I just looked it up. Randall Park plays him. Steven Shin. Same character. That's cool. Ooh, that's I did not know that. So you can, I mean, it's just another that's big another similarity thing. between, yeah. yeah. Um, well, now we finally get to, like, I'd say, the meat of, like, the story right now. Uh, we get mm-hmm. our first introduction to Orm and Black Mana. Oh, don't get me started about Black Mana. I fucking love that, dude. Orm was great in this, too. and Yeah, he is, too. I just love Black, I've always loved Black Mana. Yeah, but Orm his, is his uh, costume is so cool. Uh, the voice actor for Orm also plays Darth Maul in the Clone Wars, who is just fantastic. Because I was watching, oh. and I'm like, I didn't look at any of the casting for uh, this movie when I was uh, rewatching it. And I was like, yeah, I have the list right in front of me. And then I afterwards I looked it up, and I was like, oh yeah, he was was uh, Darth Maul. Huh. That's it. I, you know, I love me some Darth Maul. Exactly. I wonder. I wonder if I would have noticed if I watched. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you watch the Clone Wars, then you yeah. know. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know who voices Black Mana? I do not. Harry Lennox, who is the general in 
you know, Man of Steel and BVS and Justice League. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cool. He has a great voice. He's, he does. That's perfect for a Black Mana. I hope he's a DC fan, too. He's already in two projects, so he's got to have some <laughs> appreciation of it. It's always nice. I wouldn't be surprised. Actors or voice actors actually care about the material that they're Yeah, I know. He's been a big on. part of, like, the Snyder Cut release, too. Like, he's always been pushing for that. I mean, pretty much everyone in that movie has, but... Yeah. Um. So, earlier you said that Orm and um, Arthur are brothers. Right. But they're not. They're half-brothers. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. I mean, okay. You know. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, they're half-brothers. No, yeah, that's that's a good clarification. Yep. Um, They yeah. both have the same mother, but Orm's father... uh who was the previous king of Atlantis, uh, died during Darkseid's yeah. attack, and he's trying to get the queen to uh, go to war with the surface dwellers, as he calls them. And wow. he wants revenge, and also just kind of states that how poorly the humans treat the ocean. But the queen is telling him to kind of to calm down, like, it wasn't the, it wasn't the humans that attacked them, it was... Yeah. She calls him the beings from space, or but Orm still sees it as collateral damage and wants some sort of uh, retribution for you know losing his yeah. father. So yeah, I don't remember that part. Like how how did he die specifically? You remember? Um, I do not. That's. Oh, I mean, I'll have to look into that. That's yeah. Um. But we then uh, yeah. So we actually talking about the queen. She does not seem to... I wouldn't say she doesn't like Orm, but she's kind of getting sick of him just trying to wage war. And yeah. almost overthrow her. Because she is queen, but, you know, it's her son, and he's just kind of bratty. Yeah, no one really likes Orm. No. I mean, he's not a bad character, but... And no, well, he, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, yeah. We're talking about, like, people in the DC universe. Yeah, yeah. They're, nobody sure. really likes Orm. Yeah, no, cool character, but yeah. He's like a uh, Draco Malfoy or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Orm and Black Mana kind of storm out, and Orm just kind of tells Black Mana to go along with the plan, which is to use human technology in... Uh, his man, uh, his uh, manta ray uh, shaped submarine or watercraft. Oh, yeah. yeah, I <laughs> I'm trying to think of a word for it, but whatever. Some sort of uh, submarine, and he starts bombing Atlantis, just firing missiles at it, in yes. order to make the Atlanteans think that it was just an attack by the humans, not knowing that it was a secret mm -hmm. uh, organized attack. Which also happens in the Aquaman movie, live yeah. action. See, yeah, there's so many similarities. and Which is good. Like, we want DC to do this live action. Like, just take already good stories and just adapt them. Like, There's so many they can do. Yeah, they don't have to make everything new and... Yeah, I mean... Because they ruin a lot of it, I mean, just gonna say. One of my uh, biggest issues with... DC movies is just yeah. they try and do cram too much stuff 
just stick to one solid cohesive story and mm-hmm. you know don't throw the death of superman in the last like half an hour of the movie with a cave troll from lord of the rings you know it's <laughs> yeah that that's a hot topic for me yeah yeah we can talk i mean that that's a lot there's a lot to talk about there but <laughs> yeah you'll you'll dc will never make us mad for staying faithful to the comics i'll just say that yep um <clears throat> So, yeah, the attack happened, and then we cut over to Arthur, who is getting a knock at the door, and he's all hungover, uh, and he's telling the guy to, like, kind of calm down. He's like, I'm hung, but not in a good way. And he just takes his head and just dunks it into a fish tank and just kind of sits there and, like, almost like he's getting fresh air. Yeah. Because when you're hungover, it's sometimes it's just nice to get out of the house and just get fresh air. You feel a lot better. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but... Yeah, I, yeah neither would I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but he opens the door, and he sees that it's uh, Stephen Shin, who finally tracked him down. And he's telling him uh, he can help him. He has information about, you know, just him. Uh, some secrets and stuff that his father kind of kept from him. Um, and as soon as Arthur, like, tr- uh, like, lets him come in the house, Shin's just standing there, and we find out that there's a group of Atlanteans who just stab Shin in the back, and they all are jumping in the house trying to take out Arthur. Yikes. And another thing that, um, this was another scene that was similar to the live-action movie. Yeah, group of Atlanteans break in. It's like a one v five fight in like a small oh, living room. Right, People that house scene was sick. Yeah, damn, I want to rewatch that movie now. <laughs> Aquaman the live action one. That I think I've only seen it once, but I loved it when I did. I've seen it a few times. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big rewatcher with movies. Yeah, and I am definitely not. Yeah, I mean, it has to be a long time, but. See, I and can go through stints stuff. of, like, a month, and I can just start, you know? Oh, that's wild. Yeah. yeah. If it's really good. That's a big part where me and you are different. Yeah, but somehow you can, like... You're we have a lot of similarities. More, yeah. You're able to retain more. I always try and look for new things that I might have missed the first time. Oh, right. It could be a movie I've seen, like, 30 times, and I'll still find something new about it. Uh... But yeah, Arthur is getting his ass kicked, and he is then helped out by Mira, who shows up and kind of tells the other Atlanteans, like, you're not allowed to hurt him. He's the son of the queen, uh, you know, by her orders and stuff. And the Atlanteans just start trying to attack Mira, which kind of shows that Orm has his own group of radicals or loyal subjects, whatever you want to call them. But we get a cool part with Mira where she makes this giant tornado of water and, like, throws a bunch of, like, sends a bunch of water at the Atlanteans, but then turns them into ice spikes and yeah. also, like, razor blades and, like, impales them, cuts them in half. And I love there's her. a lot of blood. And this is uh, another movie where it's PG-13, but... Right, they're, they're like, pushing well, the limit. They're like, we'll get as much as we can out of it. Yeah. And, yeah, Mira, throughout this movie, she kills a lot of people. She's so cool. I I love her character. Oh, so yeah, much. Mira's awesome. 
Um, she, yeah, she has the power to manipulate water and yeah. just kind of weaponize it. And yeah, so if you're a fan of Avatar: Last Airbender, she's a waterbender. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, really. Too bad she was played by a horrible, horrible. You, you, you really, you really don't want me to talk about the Snyder Cut, but yeah, don't, just don't, just don't. Just well, don't. she's. I, <laughs> I love. I mean, oh God, dude, I, Amber Heard. In like literally, I like Amber like Heard. An hour and a half. I will be watching that movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I just, I like Amber Heard. You know what? I'll say, it. cancel me if you want. They yeah, should just keep, they should just keep her on, like, who fucking cares? She took a poop in a bed and, you know, whatever. Yeah, maybe do a little more research, buddy. Uh... <laughs> I know. But, uh, fuck. Just get some help and, like, I don't know. She just does such a great job, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There are yeah, yeah. actors. I mean, there are actors and stuff who are terrible human beings, but yeah, I'm just not a huge fan of her, so I'm not able to separate that. I mean, at the character portion from the human portion. I mean, you're gonna watch the Snyder Cut and still not like her, probably just because you being you. But what do you mean, me being me? I gave everyone a chance. Well, like what what. Once, once you don't like no, but you already gave her a chance. Like you already don't like her, so I don't think there's and there's not anything that's gonna change your mind about it. You know what, Nick? For you, when I watch the Snyder Cut, I will go in just completely fresh. I mean, it's not like she gets a ridiculous no amount beef. of redemption scenes, but all right, I'll drop her right now. I have no beef with her. Okay, <laughs> square one. Okay, no beef. Or ground scores ground zero. Okay. Yeah, square ground. There we go. <laughs> All right. Find out on the next episode if Trevor has changed his mind about Amber Heard's Mara. Brie Larson's still in, you know, okay. yeah. in a bad space. <laughs> All right. So um, we jump to Batman and Superman looking for Shin. Uh, and Batman just kind of remarked, or well, they noticed that the whole place is trashed. And Batman saying, yeah, he's probably dead. And Superman's like, well, how do you know that? And Batman just says, you don't destroy someone's work and leave them alive to recreate it. Mm. Which, yeah, shows that he's the greatest detective. But also, I had just a slight problem with that. Because Batman destroys all of his enemies, like Doomsday weapons and creations and stuff. <laughs> but he leaves yeah. them alive. Or he brings them to Arkham. Which is basically timeout. Well, I guess if he, I guess he's thinking in a bad guy's mindset. I'm just saying, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. I get your point. Just, I was just pl trying to play devil's advocate a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I was there's like, a little bit of a fallacy. Yeah, maybe uh, do a little evaluation on yourself and you know your track record. <laughs> Check but, yourself. Yeah, Superman um, is told not to touch anything. But he notices a giant fish tank, almost like what you'd seen in an aquarium. And he says, like, little particles of paper floating around. So he <laughs> jumps in there with super speed and just rearranges all the pieces and just puts them on the wall. And he's just looking at it, just going, hmm, 
I wonder who this guy is. And we see that it's a picture of uh, Arthur. And yeah, there's a picture and like an article or something. So they now know this is the guy Shim was trying to find. And this is now the guy they need to find. Which it was, it was cool getting a more solo scene with uh, Batman and Superman, you know? Mm, the dream the duo. Yeah. Uh, there's always there's always some scientist that they need to find that's been kidnapped. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's always somebody, but in this case, the scientist is already dead, so. Ripperoni. Uh, so Mira brings Arthur to Atlantis, and Arthur's like, "Whoa!" Like, didn't think the place existed, and he's told that he's you know supposed to be the new king, uh, how Orm is not fit for the throne, you know, how he's crazy and evil and all that. But Arthur is kind of upset. He's like, well, you know, you're telling me my mom cared about me and wants me to be king, but why'd she leave? And we find out that it was due to an arranged marriage. Uh, she was married to Orm's father and was told, like, if she tried to leave and live on the surface with um, Arthur's dad, then... Arthur and um, his dad, I his name is escaping me. I don't think they ever name drop him, but Papa Thomas. Curry. Thomas. Okay, well it's Papa Curry now. I like that better. Okay, <laughs> Papa Curry. Yeah, so they both be killed. So she had to leave in order to protect them. You know, kind of cliche. You know, <laughs> I have to leave so he'll be safe. Mm hmm. Um, and Mira sets him up with some royal guard armor, which. Uh, it's kind of cool, but we see that the iconic green pants and orange shirt underneath it, and oh, right. puts on all the armor, and he's just given, you know, this speech on how he's going to try and make things right, and he takes off all the pieces of armor, and we get the iconic suit. Nice. Which, uh, I don't know why, it just looks so good, I'm so happy in the live action Aquaman, we're yeah. able to see it. Oh, for sure. There's nothing wrong with his, like, Zack Snyder's design for Jason Momoa. Yeah. But, oh, no, it's great, uh, too. It looks so much better. Dude, like I said, com comic accuracy is everything. That's, yeah. I mean... <sighs> and a lot of people don't think that it, it would translate well from page to screen, but... Yeah. It does. They said it always does. It, too, and it always does. How are you going to make his big head look normal? Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, it's not normal. <laughs> It's a big head. It's not supposed to be normal. Yeah. He's just a he's a fish robot, basically. Fucking I mean badass. No, I mean I don't think we discussed Black Mana that much. Um Oh no, I don't think yeah, yeah true. Uh, I'd let you take the reins because you know, he's your guy. How much backstory have they given like so far in this movie or do they um, at all? The, the, yep, there's only one thing that I can remember and I did gloss over it. Um, okay. The two scientists in the beginning of the movie watching Arthur fight the thugs um, mm -hmm. was Sh Stephen Shin, and then there is another man named David, who we find out is Black Mana. Oh, okay. So yeah. Also, so yeah. So Black Mana ratted out uh, Shin's like location uh, mm. to the Atlanteans so that they killed him. That's how that happened. Oh, fair enough. Well. Yeah, sometimes he's 
an abandoned like Atlantean, but most often he is just a mercenary and he has some kind of beef or fascination with Atlantis. So he builds, you know, this tech, this tech mech suit, you know, and it looks like a, you know, a mantis array or a black mana, you know, that's his name. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's really not much to his character, but he's just, yeah, he's just a mercenary and he, he's like water deathstroke. Yeah. Water. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he blends human technology with Atlantean tech, I believe. Yeah. Like, he works with the Atlanteans to kind of get a bit of their tech and stuff, and, like, underwater treasure and stuff in the comics, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, the total badass. Yeah, so, Arthur and Mira, uh, jump up to the surface, and they're trying to establish a plan on how to, you know, take out Orm, and stop this impending war. Uh, that Orm's trying to start. And a bunch of creatures from the trench uh, Ooh, pop upon the, the land. Trench. Yep. And, yeah, another fight breaks out. And, again, Mira just murders all these creatures. She, like, makes <laughs> ice knives and, like, cuts them in half and, like, removes heads and a bunch of blood everywhere. Um, but while they're fighting and starting to get overwhelmed, uh... We see Flash running on the water, and he radios in to the rest of the members saying, you know, oh, I found him. And, yeah, the League shows up, and they all just do their part to help attack all the, uh, trench creatures. And one part I liked is everyone's fighting, and there's a few more trench creatures, uh, kind of coming to join the fight. And Superman turns around, and his eyes glow, and they all just run back in the water like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, right. And, like, just for people who don't know, the trench is, like, just, you know, like, literally just these creatures and these really, you know, deep-sea creature monsters that just live in, like, the deep trenches of the ocean, and there's really not much to it, but yeah, just they, a little explanation. fish people. Like, yeah. Like, humanoid piranhas, and, yeah, they're just monsters. I mean, yeah, they're more animals. Nightmare fuel. They're, they're yeah, more, they, they have, like, yeah, more animal, but, like, human body and stuff. Yeah. Um, so Arthur gets the League members to join him on his uh, attempt to save Atlantis. And we finally get to see Orm flying into uh, the throne room. And he's finally wearing his classic costume because he's now Ocean Master. And oh! Shit. I skipped the part before this, right before oh. the, right after Arthur gets his suit. Oh no, I can't believe you have done this. Uh, yep, nope, I ruined the video. All right, uh, catch us next week. Yeah. <laughs> but um, right before we catch up with um, Arthur and Mira fighting the trench people, uh, we see Orm giving one last attempt to kind of you know get the queen to allow him to wage war. But she's not having it. She's getting all pissed off. And Black Mana tries to attack her. And she shoots him with a like, laser beam from the trident. And then while her back is turned, Orm stabs her in the back, killing her and taking over her position. Yep. That is definitely a big yeah, part. Yeah, I, I do not know why I missed that. I must have just glanced over it. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, oh, that makes it funny, though. You're I, like I'm such a failure. You're like, 
Jeez. You're like, oh, and then we see Orm as Ocean Master, and you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> when did this happen? Oh, wait. Yeah. I yeah, so. Um, so, yep, Ocean Master now, yay. Uh, yay. His costume's so cool, too, though. Yeah, this is all, different all the, than the iconic like... one. Oh, um, is it? Yeah, it's right. black, not silver. I'm gonna look up a picture real quick. I mean, oh, black is cool. Yeah, it's cool. I like it. Um, but yeah, he, uh, oh, yeah, chilling on it. the throne, talking about how he's gonna wage war on the surface, and Justice League members, uh, try and stop him, but he uses the King's Trident, and basically just shoots them all once with a laser, and then he seals Ooh. them in this, like, sort of cocoon. Ooh. And, yeah, so, most of the League members are out of commission. And, and they're gonna turn into butterflies. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, he, within the little cocoons, he takes them and throws them into a trench where we see this giant kraken, like, this giant kraken. Just yeah. Like, it looks like Cthulhu. Giant yeah. squid monster fuck thing, I don't know. Thing, yeah. <laughs> um, but Orm's finally getting ready to wage war, and he summons a giant tidal wave that's heading Tsunami! towards... Yep, heading towards Metropolis. Uh... We then cut Metropolis to gets Flash, Batman, and Shazam, who stayed on the surface, and they were seeing on the computers that a giant tidal wave's coming, and they are wondering, like, how can they save everyone? But Batman says they can't. People will die. And if Batman says that, I know he's not the most optimistic, but if he's saying that, eh, yeah. kind of some deep shit. And, yeah. Uh, back to the whole cracking guy. He's grabbing some of the cocoons, getting ready to eat the League members. But Aquaman <laughs> wakes up and breaks out of the pod, just just because. I mean, I guess he woke up earlier. And he's a butterfly. Yeah. A water a water butterfly. A manta. He's, he's the new black mana. God. <laughs> I'm just picturing him, like, actually fused with a manta ray now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh god. Nope. It's almost worse than uh, Martian Manhunter and Hot Girls, baby. Mm, close. Um, He's <laughs> okay, that's gonna be on the thumbnail. So, uh, if you want to see what the baby Martian Manhunter and Hot Girls baby monster thing, look at the thumbnail. You'll be there. Uh, no, no, no. Well, Aquaman's uh, <laughs> free and. He uses his sonar, uh, fish talking ability. I don't know the name for it. I feel like there's uh, some specific, like, name for that power. I'm just gonna call it fish speak, so. <laughs> you landed on fish speak. It's, like, the third thing that popped in my head. Okay. But, uh, he gets the crack in his sock eating the, uh, league members, so he's, so Aquaman... Runs over, frees the League members from their little pods. It's like a two-minute scene. Superman breaks out, kicks the shit out of this fucking squid, turning into calamari. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this movie, it's just like... There's so... Yeah. Like, I'm so sporadic with just the discussion, because it cuts so many times. There's so oh, many characters yeah. that you have to kind of yeah, wonder. 
And like this scene, it, like I said, it's like two minutes of just, oh, are they going to get eaten? Nope, they're free. Okay, we're going to go meet up with the rest of the heroes. Like, also, we can call Aquaman's powers the Arthur Tingle. No, I think Fish Speak is better. Okay, Fish Speak. Team Fish Speak. Um, yeah, so we now see the tidal wave is at the edge of Metropolis. And then kind of opens up, and we see Orm leading his army of, like, 50 guys with spears. And he has, like, six Not tanks. Really. Not many. And, yeah, I know that they have, like, they're stronger than humans. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to, like, you know, take over the whole surface world, that's not enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe sure. he would have had more soldiers if he didn't have Black Man a bomb Atlantis earlier in the movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, so the humans are kind of lined up uh, at the edge of Metropolis as well with, you know, guns and tanks and such. And my question was. Why not just take the tidal wave and attack the city with that? Why do you need to just bring it to the edge of the city? And it's not used. He doesn't, like, you know, try and use it at any point later. It's just gone. Wait, what? The tidal wave. The ti- it doesn't. So it he, just stops he at the edge it. of it. Yeah, he makes it. He apparently sends it from Atlantis to the edge of Metropolis. Oh, wait, and, and then it just stops? Like, it, yeah, it it's stops. still there, but it's just floating in place? Yeah, it's just floating in place, and it's basically just huh. a way for him and his men to show up and look cool and scary, but, yeah, they don't use it. <laughs> oh, he, just like, he never... What the fuck? Yeah, I know. That, that was really weird. You think they would open with that? I thought so, too, but... Because that would do a lot of damage right away, and then and then his 50 guys can come in and clean up. Dude, the tidal waves are, like, bigger than a skyscraper. You could have leveled, like, that whole place. There would yeah. be no one to fight. What the frick? I don't know. But, yeah, so the humans and Atlanteans start fighting. The humans are no match until Shazam and the rest of the League members show up to help. And, yeah. yeah, you know, cutting around to different members, just, you know, doing their doing thing. Their thing. Flash being all fast, Shazam using lightning, Batman mm. just kicking ass. Uh, Aquaman shows up and yeah, just big old brawl in the streets. Uh, nice. Black Mana jumps Aquaman and kind of just tells Aquaman like, you know, you're interfering with my plans. And uh, we kind of see that Black Mana was using Orm to steal his treasure after the war. Which, again, this is, like, where the movie, for me, kind of falls apart. I mean, I try not to look too much into it, like, the plot and stuff of Mm -hmm. the end of this, but I just shut my brain off and just enjoyed the action. It's a lot of cool moments. Yeah. Uh, So the final final act, you're not buying? Not really, no. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's cool. You get Mira and Wonder Woman uh, killing a lot of Atlantean soldiers. Mira doing her ice spikes and razors, and Wonder Woman using her sword. Right. Uh, we also get a quick cameo of a... Uh, I'd say it's a minor character. Um, yes. By the character Steel. of Sled. Uh, yeah, Steel. Yep. I I, keep, I always think Sledge, but... Yeah, <laughs> Sledge! It's, uh, 
like Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> Sledge. No, we yeah we so we get Sledge from Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Same universe. Yeah. Uh, but his uh, real name is Tom Henry, and he's working on a construction site, and he saves his boss right. using a sledgehammer uh, yeah. by hitting a Lanyon that was going to kill him. And who knows? We might be able to see this character again in the future. Yeah, hmm, I wonder. Ooh, I wonder who. Yeah, it's gonna be so yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was just about to say, I don't know if we should explain his character any. Just no, there'll be, some... be time. Yeah, there will show up be in another time. movie, but but yeah, Shaq does play a really terrible version of that him. Movie was in awesome. A movie. <laughs> Bring Shaq back. It's, it's awesome. Okay, honestly, honestly, that'd be kind of sick. Yeah. Hey, what can I say? I got great ideas. <laughs> um, Even though he's fat now, he can just be fat steel. But, yeah, uh, Black Mana is still fighting Aquaman, and he does this little monologue about he like, was using Orm, and I expected the fight to go on a little longer, but Aquaman uses his fish speak to summon a shark by the nearby dock to just uh -huh. eat Black Mana. Why not? I was like, okay, cool. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I just, again, this yeah. is where I'm not all for the last the last yeah. act of this movie. Cause kind of a lot of ex a, Yeah, stuff. well, you get a 30-second thing about Black Mana, like, it almost felt like it was gonna be, like, some sort of big reveal. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it was me all along, and then he's eaten by a shark immediately after he talks about, you know, how... talks about his part in this whole thing. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so... he didn't have to be behind or trying to manipulate Orm. Like... There really wasn't, like, payoff for that, but... Eh, yeah, fucking... Yeah, you know. whatever. Yeah. Um, Black Mana is, uh, kicking ass, and he's fighting Shazam now. Ah, uh, fuck, fuck, um, Orm. <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't he just eaten? Again, this movie, it cuts around so much to just <laughs> every character fighting, and I don't know, so yes, Orm is fighting yeah, Shazam. Yeah. And he shoots Shazam with lightning... Which turns okay. him back into Billy Batson. Which, what? Yeah, I don't know if that's that, how that works. No, I mean, I know it's a magic staff, but I thought you had to say the word Shazam to trans, you know, change forms. Yeah, I mean, there might be some instances. Instances. Oh God, I can't speak. There, there might be some times when Shazam gets hurt so bad like if he gets gets induced a lot of trauma he might get turned back in but i guess but it didn't I don't... seem like he was that beaten up it seemed like he was just trying to go in for an attack and orm just yeah shot lightning at him and you think that wouldn't affect him at all because shazam's all magic and all about lightning it, again this last yeah, act okay. of the movie is just bad shit it's not bad okay, okay. if you just shut your brain off yeah it's fun yeah. to watch um, yeah. Wonder Woman steals the trident using the lasso of truth, but when she grabs it, she can't control it because it only answers to the king of Atlantis or those with royal blood. Okay, the Thor hammer. Yeah, Mjolnir. yeah it's Mjolnir. Um, yeah, but the Orm's like yeah, he's doing pretty good. He's able to get mm. the staff back, 
or the trident back, and he stabs Superman in the chest, which actually impales him a bit and then shocks him. Okay, yeah, well, okay, that makes sense. Well, yeah, Superman's, yeah, his weakness is magic. Yeah. And Lois Lane. And Pornhub. I mean, wait, that's my weakness. Okay. All right. Uh, you just threw me off. I am... All right. Um, <laughs> you're already thrown off, but I just... I threw in the dagger. I threw in the trident into your heart. And tur turned you back into communist boy. How about Sinestro? Well, you, you go from... You go from communist boy into Sinestro. So I stabbed you as Sinestro, and then you turned back into communist boy. And now no one knows what's going on, and neither do I. You threw me off so much. Okay. Right. Okay, Superman gets yep, stabbed, stabbed in the like chest. a little yeah. kebab. Like a kebab, yep. Um, Aquaman shows up. He's the, like the last guy standing, and he grabs a spear off the ground, and him and Orm start fighting. But Aquaman is clearly stronger, uh, kind of whooping Orm's ass. Alpha. But Alpha. Orm has the trident and shoots him. More lightning, and oh fuck! Yeah, what is this lightning? Lightning shit! It's like I don't a know, water. That's... Yeah, it's a water. It's a thing. it's it's a water weapon, but it's shooting lightning. All right. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess it uh, works differently on land. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, Aquaman <laughs> is now getting his ass kicked, and yeah, Batman is trying to revive Cyborg, who got his chest ripped open at some point in this fight. And nice. he revives him using a taser on his heart. So, oh my god. Alright, dude. It works, cool. Uh, uh, this movie's really shooting itself in its own foot. It, Yeah, it is. Um, but, <laughs> so... Batman is able to get um, Cyborg up and running again. And they come up with a plan uh, to expose Orm. Because uh, during... League's first attack um, on Orm. Cyborg was recording him, uh, kind of laying out his evil plan, saying how he killed the Queen, how, you know, he's going to take over the surface world, and all the other Atlanteans are watching it, because Cyborg's, like, projecting it, uh, just right. in the sky or whatever, and they're like, oh, you killed the Queen? Like, you know, he's a traitor, this and that. So they all just bail. And, yeah, Orm's, like, knocked out. It, I mean, again, this movie, it started off so <laughs> strong. Yeah. Like, I'm just, well, I'm trying to, like, figure out what to even fucking say. Like, Yeah, well, I never remembered, I mean, obviously, I watched in 2015, I mean, it was a lot different times. I was a young tot. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I didn't hate it when I watched it. I might have. I don't remember it ever being one of my favorite movies in no. this lineup. So, which is why it kind of, I never, I was going to rewatch it before today's conversation, but I really just never got the drive to, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing, again, there's so many, like, yeah, just, why did you use the tidal yeah. wave? And after right. Orm is exposed, all the Atlanteans are just like, oh, well, Sorry. Alright, see ya. Yeah. And they just dip back in the ocean. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, we, 
I mean, not that it's necessarily needed, but <laughs> we just don't see anything about, you know, how the humans are doing or anything. We just cut back to Atlantis. Everything's all fucking hunky-dory, peachy keen. Fuck the humans. Um, Aquaman finally becomes king, and the team agrees to finally be the Justice League. Like, all of them are like, you know, there's bigger threats out there in the world. Like, new stuff is popping up every day. Uh-huh. So, you know, we should do, like, weekly meetings. and. So, finally, at the end of the second Justice League movie, they finally, beca- <laughs> they finally become the actual Justice League. Yeah, this is the fourth movie in? Yeah. Yeah, so the fourth movie, they finally become the Justice League. Uh... And second Justice League movie, which is crazy, I mean. Yeah. So the technically the first Justice League movie is not a Justice League movie. I wouldn't even count this one. Yeah, fa- that's fair enough. Because they're not. Yeah, it's after the fact. Yeah, they finally agree. Like before, you know, it's the public giving them a name. Now they're saying, you know, they should yeah. work together. They invite Aquaman to join. Um, and Aquaman's like, yeah, and Mirror's like, you sure you could do this? Like you're gonna be king, and he's like, no, you know, it's good if I have a foot in the. Uh, Atlantis and a foot in the surface world, you know? He doesn't really care about his king obligations that much. I mean, swim yeah. around, give your people fish food or whatever the hell, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Play with their gills from time to time, who knows? Oh my lord, that sounds oddly arousing. Can you uh, with my gills? The movie ends with a bunch of uh, trench creatures <laughs> showing up at Atlantis and... Cool little scene, Aquaman swims up, uh, swims over to attack him, and he tells the League members, oh no, I got this, and as a huge, like, swarm, I call it a fucking swarm, a huge swarm of trench creatures start swimming towards him, Aquaman summons, like, every creature in the ocean to help fight him, he dives in, end of movie, no it's not, we get another post-credit scene. Oh, boom, kind of scene. Yep, where Orm is... Locked up, freaking out. Oh my god! And he, you know what? I like the design of his cell. Okay. He's clearly locked up on the surface, but okay. it's like a little. It looks like a normal, like prison cell at first, and then as he's yelling at a guard, he jumps into like a little pool. So they give him like you know a little swimming pool, uh-huh. which I thought was cool. But then That's he's uh, gets a visitor. And we see that it's Lex Luthor who's working to try and recruit him. Ooh, the bald bitch himself. Who will eventually be played by a different voice actor. Because oh, not yep. sound the same. Who, and the character who is... design was different. Oh, wait, I wonder if it says in here. Well, I know who plays him in the later movies. It's the... Fuck. I can't remember his name. But do... <laughs> it's Dwight Schrute. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Well, now the movie's over. <laughs> that was... Oh, I was all over the fuck. This movie is just... Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. But I don't know who voices him in this one. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, Steve... Steve Blunt. Steam Blunt? <laughs> Steve. 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 Blum. Like Blumhouse. Sure, whatever. Blum. He's only in this movie. Get him out of here. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, Justice League Throne of Atlantis. 
Yeah, it definitely was. And are we in agreement that it's the weakest one so far? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's a fun movie. Yeah. I would say this is definitely it, a nerdy movie. I mean, like, yeah. we're going to rank it as oh, nerdy or sure. cinephile. I'd right. say it's nerdy. It's fun. Shut your brain off. You'll enjoy it. It's great. But if you're trying to look at it in, like, a cinematic way, it's all over the place. They have right. a whole lot of... I mean, I assume that the tidal wave thing would be, like, a Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. But, no. They just... <laughs> Yeah, I, I was mean, with so... it until the last, yeah, the last act that I'm just, so much was happening, I was just confused on why they gave two seconds to one character, and then right. just being a DC fan, some of the properties on how things work with, like, the staff, why is it shooting lightning, who, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's either this or Son of Batman, the weakest one so far, and... I don't know. I mean, I just rewatched Son of Batman, and but if I didn't, I would still say. I mean, I'd probably want to rewatch Throne of Atlantis more than Son of Batman, but that doesn't mean it's a better movie than Son of Batman. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I would rather rewatch this, but it's it's not a better movie. It's yeah. <sighs> It feels like a clip show of just different right. movies. And like in the Aquaman live action movie, it, it they never get to the surface world. Like Aquaman stops it before it even gets to that point so that they don't have to deal with the whole tidal wave thing or the Justice League, so. Well, they, in the beginning of that movie, wasn't there a tidal wave where he was... Oh, uh, yeah, he like pushes all the like junk and all the pollution onto the... Yeah. surface but it's not like it's meant to just you know like hey fuck you keep your shit on your side of the lawn not not like i'm gonna wa commit genocide even though he wants to but eh, yeah usually when you try and do that it doesn't work out well no but yeah i mean again i said a lot of negative things about this movie i don't hate it <laughs> No, I enjoy yeah, it. Just I know. Actually, trying to like look at things like this is the first time I'd actually say I looked at it very closely, yeah. just to you know find things, remember how the story went, and I got tripped yeah. up so many times. I mean, hell, I even forgot about like the biggest one of the biggest plot points, which was <laughs> Aquaman's mother dying. But it doesn't feel that important. At it the same doesn't. Time, no. Yeah. And like, the ramifications aren't really anything. Like, the only reason that happens is so that Orm can become Motion Master. Exactly. And the fact that, you know, and I'm not, like, it could be just people didn't want to animate that many people in the movie, but Orm's army looked tiny. There's mm -hmm. a tidal wave that wasn't used. And you also have the whole, well, all the members of the Justice League in this universe together right now. Yeah. I... It should have been easier to, like, you know... And yeah, I get, like, this tried and strong, but I don't know enough of it, about it, like, to know... Yeah. You know, I think... Again, I think like, that this situation could have been dealt with and handled a lot sooner. I mean... Yeah. If you... Because, I mean, they fuck up Darkseid in the first one pretty... Not easily, but... 
No, they work together. They found out that if they yeah. work together, and they're able to stab Darkseid in the eye and push right. him back to Apocalypse. So and if then, they can do that to Darkseid, they can... Yeah, or surely... nothing. Yeah. So they, yeah. I mean, that might be the biggest problem, is, like, they started with the big bad, and now they started with a really, uh... I mean, it shouldn't be a Justice League movie, I guess. Because, like, no. really, it's not its not a Justice League-level threat. It's, like, an Aquaman-level threat. Not saying anything bad about Aquaman, but he could handle it by himself. He could, which he does which he does in the live-action movie. I also would have been... Yeah, I would have been fine if it was yeah. just him and Mira, or if you want to include somebody else. Right. Oh, help, yeah, like, Mira. Build, if you want to help build, like, you know, this universe. Have Mira Cyborg. So Cyborg cool. played, at times, bigger parts than, uh... Yeah, uh, Aquaman. He probably shares the second most screen time next to Aquaman. Yeah, he's the driving force behind getting the league together. But then again, like it would have been cool where, rather than having the league get together, we cut back to like the beginning of the movie where Steve Trevor asks Cyborg to contact the rest of the league, and he says, you know, they're not going to come, and that's mm -hmm. it. Like, you know. Just call Throne yeah. of Atlantis, get the Justice League part out of there. So, yeah, I mean, we... Yeah. I need to do some research on, like... Because now you put into perspective, when does the Justice League actually become the Justice League, I guess? Like, in, when? In this universe? Or in, like, the in comic this universe, books? Or? In this universe, I'd say. Because I would not count them saying, in the last two minutes of the movie, we're the Justice League. You know, actually, well, them being the Justice League. So you think it's going to be even after this? I'm looking now. Uh, we still have two more movies, and then we get our first movie with them as the actual Justice League. Versus but it's not, Teen Titans. Yeah, again, but it's not their movie. And then, yeah, like that—that's obviously a jump ahead in the future. So they might have done a little small stuff between now and then, but I mean, we'll get there when we get there, but. The only true, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll get there. I'm not going to say anything more, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounded like we shit on this movie pretty hard, but really it's not like. <laughs> it's not bad. It's, it's not bad. It's, no, it's not. Again. It's, it's just funny us shitting on it, and then we're like, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's if they, you know, anyone can get yeah, through I mean... my rambling and just terrible breakdown yeah. of the plot i mean just, you try and watch I mean, this movie and yeah, remember it and every scene for sure we're no life dc fanboys so we're 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 like cherry picking and you know nitpicking this movie and eh, yeah look at it from every the, angle we can yeah but, but if you're just watching it i mean getting into it, it's cool it throws a lot at you but yeah well that's all i gotta say about this movie yeah for sure and the next movie we jump back into the batman trilogy where it's batman versus robin so Ooh, tension tension more damian wayne yay yeah he's uh yeah all right well thanks for watching yeah for sure See you later.